So let's look at a few things and then pray, right? So you know um, that Jeremiah was preaching. At this time, Jesus had already come, died, raised, and went back to heaven. And the Bible said he was a motivational speaker. He talks to you. He was mighty in words. And he was telling people about John, John's gospel, which was that Jesus was coming. And he was very, very dutiful, very committed in that assignment. God helped him that day. And he not only heard the truth, but he was able to accept it. You know, sometimes we hear the truth, but our light, the light that we have, makes it difficult for us to accept it. Right? And a problem that could have been fixed in one month takes a decade because you're struggling with the truth. The truth is truth. Amen? Yeah. Apparently, like me, there are definitely some issues you're dealing with in your life. There must be. Yeah, there must be. And um, all of us are all of us are mighty in words, right? <laughs> we are the ones teaching others, isn't it? So there's something I want to I want us to do. I want us to start today. You know, if you who was the man that said if I have one hour to cut down a tree. I'll spend 59 minutes or something sharpening my axe. I think it's Albert Einstein, one of them. Can you imagine that? See, if I have one hour to cut down a tree, I'll spend 90% of the time sharpening my tool. And the other time, just get a tree down because you're ready. The Bible said if your axe is dull to take a longer time to get the job done. So if we are dealing with issues, there must be certain tools we are using to deal with it. Am I correct? Otherwise, you are not dealing with anything. Right? And um, these are tools that have been taught us by our most revered fathers and mentors. Some of those we read, I should claim it. Thank you. So we read some daughters physical. I should continue. Okay. Thank you. Is it done now? Amen. <laughs> okay. So I want us to identify some of those tools that we've been using. Let me start with your pastor. The tools we use. Um, let me let me let me help. So it's easier for us to fasten. So we fast. For me. What are your, what are the tools you use and want to teach others? For me, right now. Things I'm dealing on that I'm using mercy. You're using mercy. mercy okay. To deal with. Okay. And then also, um, there are things that I'm also dealing with that I'm using meditation. Meditation. Okay. So if you can be writing, then I want you to. So we've, we've identified fasting, in mercy, meditation. Meditation. What else? And, um, maybe let's talk. Go ahead. Okay, I'll come back to you. <laughs> yeah. What are your own tools? Mm, for me, there are some things I've 
Passion. Okay, that's another one. Uh, any other one? Enthusiasm. No one has mentioned prayer. Prayer is not one of the tools. Okay, okay, okay. I've mentioned prayer. Yeah. Okay. What are your own tools? Forgiveness. Okay. <laughs> Tell us. You don't have any tool. No. <laughs> there must be. <laughs> Even if, you're, even if it's not the one you're using, the one you've heard, anointing oil. Grace. <laughs> Grace. Okay, anointing oil, right? Anointing water, right? What else? Midnight prayers. Tyre night. No, this is serious. Camp meetings. Let's mention them. It's not over yet. There are other ones you haven't mentioned. Come on. Dry fasting. Going to the mountain. Come on, talk to me, guys. You know these things. No, not just the ones you use. Let's mention uh, the tools that all of us use. All of the tools. Okay, feet washing. Mantle. Mantle. Okay. Man of God, talk to me. The blood. Okay. Let's go ahead. Apron. Apron, okay. And there's this one that comes from Israel. Or is it Israeli flag? That one is more holy. <laughs> so you're not saying anything. The okay, the prophetic horn. Okay. Uh, there must be other ones. Blackstone. Uh, water that came from Israel. From Israel, okay. Water from, from Israel. The Holy Land. Okay, even going to the Holy Land is part of it too. You go to the Holy Land. All right, so are there some more? Can we think? Can we think? I want us to talk. All right? Because um, the idea is that every one of us have to win. Am I correct? And winning shouldn't take years. Glory to God. Shouldn't take years. If you get an electric generator right now and power it on and do the connections and put a bulb, you'll see light. Am I correct? If you don't see light, you want to trace, you understand, something is wrong. But there's supposed to be light. Am I correct? That's true. If you pick your phone and dial a number, you expect that after a while it will start ringing. Amen? Amen. If you are in a kind of high place, maybe in the first floor of a building, and you're thinking of jumping down, you know that um, <laughs> you have to prepare for something. Amen? Gravity will force you down faster than you want. You won't be coming down slowly, you know. You understand? It won't happen that you're not coming slow, slow, slow. It will pull you down immediately. Because it is a law and it always works. Now, these tools we are mentioning, we not only use, we teach that to others. And we tell them it will work. Am I correct? Good. So the question is, do they work? 
If not, why? Does meditation work? Does fasting actually work? Does holy water work? I wish you could mention some other tools so that we can try to, you know, get all of them, you know. And then we probably can deal with some issues. Tithing. In fact, there is a teaching that if you don't pay tithe, you won't even go to heaven. Is that serious? Okay? So there is tithing. What other ones? Giving of first fruits. Okay, serving faithfully in church. It's not over yet. Giving your offering. Then appearing like a Christian. Okay. Okay, appearing like a Christian. It's like it's only. Am I. And, and which really means. Is there nothing that you guys know you can tell me? Man of God, what are you hiding? <laughs> you must talk. Wait. <laughs> it's your turn. He's been talking. Hold on, sir. Let this one, let this man, man of God, talk first. What are the tools? <laughs> just allow me to calculate myself. Calculate. I, I'm not lost, but it's just that I just I don't know what to say, so that I will not say what no. that because no, <laughs> don't care about who cares about autograph. Forget about me and just talk. Laptop. Laptop. Yes. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it two? Yeah, is it? As long as Mr. Brown is concerned, is it two? Laptop is is yes, it is a two. But I'm not I'm not looking for 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 um telecommunication tools and um, and office tools. <laughs> okay. The tools we use in dealing with problems. Okay. Well, when you don't mind me, I just. I know you're okay then. You just mentioned midnight prayers. Mm-hmm. As only said, um, you fast only in the evening time, evening fasting. Okay, evening fasting. I'm hearing that one for the first time. Just evening fasting now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bringing an item. Some people will tell you uh, bring sand from your. Oh ho! You you bring sand from your village. From your compound. Okay. Um, bringing of pictures. Okay. Uh, you know, um, Pro- nobody has mentioned prophecy. Seeking prophecy. Mm-hmm. Okay, prophetic offering. I tell me, sweetheart. Love. Love. Oh, that's fine. I love you so much. <laughs> okay, so you see why I wanted us to mention this thing is because uh-huh. there are some people that when they come, they will always cut down trees. They will look for trees to cut down. Okay, cutting down certain trees. Okay. So you see, um, salt, right? Salts. Covenant of salt. And several other things. Covenant of honey. Okay, covenant of honey. Alright. Does this are these things? Some people will also use perfume. Okay, perfume. And the very perfume that from today your life will be able to smell. Say that? Fragrance. The fragrance of the fragrance. Amen. Now if I, if we say, okay, which ones do you think is correct now? Pastor Gosso will necessarily mention meditation. He already said he's using it. Am I correct? And Zoe said love and all of that. Now, the thing is, what is the problem? Why doesn't, why don't we get solutions? <laughs> 
why is it that the solution lasts the problem lasts for a long time? Why? The truth is, the people who are telling you about holy water and all of that, they, they, some of them saw it in the Bible, right? Some other people saw it used by somebody and it worked. Amen? It worked. Well, it's the Bible that said to follow those who through faith and patience obtain the promise. So you saw someone using holy water, and the holy water worked. If you decide to use it, there's nothing wrong with that. After all, they've always prayed. Jesus prayed and God answers. The disciples said, teach us how you do your prayer. So if you saw someone using honey, and it worked, you like to use honey too. Nothing wrong with that. That's the truth. Someone teaches about meditation, and you use meditation. That's okay. That's okay. After all, handkerchiefs and aprons we are taking from the body of Paul. And it came on sick people and they were healed. So, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not over yet. So, using handkerchiefs and aprons today is not wrong, really. You see the point? prophetic is okay. He gets some apostles, some prophets, so they're not necessarily prophets. But what is the problem? The problem is not about meditation or prayer or loving or mercy or all of that. The problem is when those things become rituals when they become a tradition and you lose the spirit behind them see you could be ministering at a service and the holy spirit tells you to march on somebody who is healed and you do that it could be a crippled person and he starts walking and all of your pastors understand the new dimension for healing in this ministry and it is by matching sick people once you match them you expect that they will be healed you understand that and they will make reference in fact if you're not careful the bishop himself might even start teaching it you understand that and it becomes a tradition we know that giving of tithes is in the bible it's god's way in fact, that was one of the things God said, and he put himself on the line. He said, prove me now here with, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. He did. And there are many of God's people today who actually tithe. They pay the tithe. They do. But many of them also that pay the tithe, can't say whether they get any results out of it or not. They don't know. But they, they just do it. Because one, the pastor will probably look at the records and you don't want the pastor to think that you're not spiritual. You know, at this my stage in Christ, there are things that shouldn't happen. I have to just pay my tithe. If it's about giving, people will come out. 
And sometimes people pass through difficulties to bring an offering. A woman once told me some years back, he said, hey, listen, Pastor Randy said, I have used my child's school fees as a seed before. Because I was trying to say, I was talking to her about it, and she was laughing at me. And she said, let me tell you this. See, this thing, I believe in it. So much so that when I had issues, she could dare, she could afford to take her child's school fees and go and give us a seat. And nothing happened. That's why she was laughing as I was talking to her because nothing happened. It didn't work. Produced no results. Does it mean that seed is supposed to produce rust again? It's supposed to produce. What happened? Glory to God. Because I want solutions to my challenges. I don't want to keep having the challenges. All right? And you know, the thing about life is sometimes the reason why it seems people don't have bigger opportunities is because the small challenges they have is almost choking them. Are you asking God for more? Don't you know that with big opportunities comes bigger challenges? The small ones you have is choking life out of you. You are complaining, you are blaming God, and you're asking for more mountains. The little hill they gave you. <laughs> That's the reality. Because sometimes all we see is the blessings that follows the big problems. And we don't see the problems themselves. Glory to God. So we've got to learn how to deal with our challenges and get results out of them. No matter what challenge you have today right now, it is possible that you can deal with it right now and have solution today. Yes. Because we cannot be prisoners of hope. Hoping that someday everything will be okay. And we hope for five years, ten years. That man at the pool of Batista had hope. That's why he was there. He didn't become hopeless. He still had hope. So when Jesus met him, he said, the only problem is that, is that before I could get in, so on. So when that, that, of the, that it happens, all right, the next year, he has hope too. I believe that his, those that brought him were probably visiting him once in a while. Maybe to give him food, who knows? Because otherwise, he could have sought to be taken back home. He probably must know where he came from. He was not mad. He was only crippled. Am I correct? He could have sought to be taken back home. So he had hope there. But he's been there how many years? How many years? 38 years old. 38 years he's been there. Think about it. Are there not people who have been at a certain level for 20 years? There are. So much so they give up on life. They say, this is my fate. It should not be like that. Why does it happen? We are using all of the tools. We are praying. We are fasting. We are doing the dry and the, and the soft type. All of them put together. We're going to the mountain. A brother told me, a friend told me he went to Camp of Faith. 
because he needed direction on setting something. So now he's gonna come back. I said, so what did God say? He said, the truth is that while I was there, I was so distracted, I was answering calls about my business. <laughs> so I said, God, I said, so you didn't hear anything, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> but he went to camp of faith. He went there so that he would hear God. He had nothing. Came back. Shouldn't be like that. At least not for us. The thing is, can we be bold enough? If I'm walking in unbelief, can I be bold enough to say I'm actually walking in unbelief? Or will I say no? It's a kind of faith too. You understand? You know, situation denial. Because the moment you accept something the way it is, it puts a responsibility on you. And we don't like it. But the earlier we realize that our life, our experience, is the manifestation of our inner awareness, the better for us. Nothing is an accident. My life, my level, the results that I have is simply about the inner workings of my mind. There's no denying that. Your experience is consistent with your thought structure. If that doesn't change, you can only have a temporary relief. You know, when you, maybe you go for a, 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 to meet a man of God or something, maybe he prays for you or whatever, you could have a temporary relief. You understand? Temporary relief means light could shine on your path briefly. But it's not the, that light is not within you. So you can sustain it. This is very important. For those who are going about looking for prayers, looking for prophecy, this is what happens. You get the temporary relief. And that's what's popular. And many of the men of God like it because it keeps people dependent on them. Say, as long as you are committed to this commission, as long as you're a son or a daughter of this commission, it gets so crazy that people don't even pray to their father again. They pray to the God of their bishop. I remember somebody who was having some issues. Somebody was dying. And he was praying. It was his brother. He was praying. Actually, his brother was dead already. So I came. I said, what is the matter? He said, I don't know what they are talking about. And all he was doing was, he was praying. He said, I refuse it. I refuse it. In the name of the God of my bishop, I refuse it. I reject it. In the name of the God of my bishop. Well, his brother died. The God of his bishop didn't change it. Amen? You know, sometimes I said we could become very, very spiritual and grow very big. All right? And we realized that the same way people pray to the God of Elijah, all right? I am, I am, I'm, I am that powerful. I'm that, I'm, I'm God's favorite today too. So now they cannot pray in the name of the God of Dr. Brian. And once you mention Dr. Brian, God says, please, it's done. Do you know that it's a kind of, a form of idolatry? That's what they teach people. He said, pray in the name of Jesus. You're not saying no. Don't pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of my God. Who is your God? 
Many people do it happily. Because they don't have a light within them and they're seeking somebody's light to help them. That's terrible. What is the solution? Well, is to discover the truth. You know, he said, thy word is a light unto my path, right? Is a lamp unto my feet. Am I correct? His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen? It was David that said it. Am I correct? It was that same David that said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. Well, the reason he won't fear evil is because he knows what to do. See, when you have light, you know what to do. Darkness is not a problem when I have light. Amen? Darkness is the absence of light. Is that what it is? That's what it is. It is the absence of light. So, when there is a situation and I don't know what to do, there is an absence of light. Are you hearing this? But you know the truth. He said, there is a spirit in man, the inspiration of the Almighty, giving him what? Understanding. He also said, for who knows the things of a man? Am I correct? Except the spirit of that man, which is where? In him. So, we know that the Holy Ghost lives in our spirit. And he understands how to deal with every kind of issue. Am I correct? Okay. So, darkness is the absence of light. When I don't know exactly what to do about my business, or my ministry, or my family, I don't know what to do. It means that there is darkness. That's what it means. Now, you can say, no, 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 I'm a child of light. There's no darkness on my part. That's a very good confession. We didn't mention confession is one of the tools. And speaking in tongues. <laughs> the moment you speak in tongues, you, you, you do two, that thing for two hours, everything is okay. By the time he does it for seven years and see no results, he starts changing his mind. Say maybe they didn't tell us the whole truth. And yes, you didn't hear the whole truth. Amen? Glory to God. So, while we may lack light, our spirit doesn't. Right? Oh, and if my spirit doesn't, why can't I just fix the problem? Why can't I just fix the problem? You know, he said, it is easier for an, an, a donkey, right, to pass through the eye of a needle, right, than for a rich man to enter kingdom of heaven, right? Okay. Then, you know, he didn't say the kingdom of heaven. And we know that when you talk about the eye of a needle, it was, it's metaphoric, right? It wasn't referring to physical needle and a horse passing through it. Because in those days, we understand from history that the Jews, as they build their city and put the gate, there is another smaller entrance that is called the eye of the needle. Now, if you're coming, with your horse and the gate has been locked 
your, you and your donkey will have to pass through that little opening. And the donkey passes through, you have to push it. Push, push the donkey across. You understand? He's on his knees. You push it across. And then you also bend and enter across. And you mount and continue riding. Alright? So, that's what he described. Amen? So, that small window is a window. It's a window. Glory to God. Put that in your mind. So, he called that window I. Right? So, he said, the I is the what? The eye is the what? The lamp of the body. Am I correct? Isn't that what he said? He said the eye is the light of the body. So the window. He was referring to this. The window is the light of the body. And you know, we don't see with this. Nobody sees with this. Nobody sees with this. Am I correct? We see with our hearts. I'm not being spiritual. This is, this is everyday common sense. If I speak Arabic now, you could hear me say those words, but believe me, they will mean nothing. Glory to God. And if they deactivate your mind, you won't even hear it at all. <laughs> so it's not about this is being here. It's not about these things. This open is being here. It is a window through which you can look and then your interpretation of what you see, that's what is the real scene. Know that you saw things. So you, you put that in mind. You put that in mind. But he said, if the light you have in you is what? Is darkness. So how great is that darkness? It means you in serious trouble. If the light you think you have, now look at it, the light you think that you have, if it's darkness, how great is that darkness? Because the trouble is, everybody believes that he knows something, even those who are wrong. The man who was preaching to other people about John thought he was doing the right thing. Am I correct? He thought so. The same thing today. There are definitely things that you believe which are wrong. And you may not know it. You may not know it. And the truth of the matter is that those things we are not, you didn't originate them. You didn't think them out. They were handed down to you. Either they were handed down to you or they are the children of ideas that were handed down to you. You understand that? Because you were not meditating on something that you were taught and you got more ideas about it. You say, I, I, I've gotten a bigger revelation of it. Why am I saying all of this? Because I want us to deal with fundamental issues. All right? When we deal with fundamental issues of life, everything takes a new meaning and a new shape. When we don't, we have more problems than we can even handle. And we won't know why. We will think we are right, but we're making a mistake. Are you with me? Amen. So there are all of these tools, and the tools are not the problem. These tools that we have heard of, what happened is that we have believed them. That's why when you have a problem, you think, let me fast. I should fast. Why do you think? Because you believe in fasting. 
you may not think of so uh, so, so when the moment you come to your office the first thing you do is to pick your bottle of anointing oil and anoint everywhere so doing your saying in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus because the moment you do that all of the devils will run away you have believed it so this is the expression of your faith so this is your light now he said this light that you have what if it's darkness he said how great is that darkness you see that Darkness meaning that it lacks light. There's no light in it. And as a result of that, it cannot guide you. You'll still be walking in darkness, you'll still be you know, you know, stumbling as you're walking. And situations may linger more than necessary. But you think you are doing the right thing. And you continue to do them because you have faith in them. The other problem is even more serious. And it is that even today, until the, you see, even today, when the law is being read, they have this veil on their mind. Did you ever read that? Yes. They have these assumptions. These lights are still beclouding their reasoning. So even when someone is talking to you, you are seen from that perspective. The veil is still there. Are you getting this point? Because if what you are doing is correct, then you should have you should provide solutions. Otherwise, they must be questioned. And you have to have the boldness to question those things that you believe. Because maybe they are not correct. Maybe they are not right. So he said, there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. And I've talked about the light you have in you. Okay? So right now I want us to look at um, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter, chapter number 3. Because there's something I want to see there. Which I believe will help us a great deal. Are you here? Verse 16. It's a very popular scripture that we know very well. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for instruction, uh, for correction for instruction in righteousness. I'm very interested in verse 17. So but don't forget what he said here. He's saying the scripture is profitable, is useful for doctrine. Alright? Doctrine. Alright? What you might call your precepts. Your, 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 your principles. For doctrine. Your principles. Okay? Then he said, for reproof. Now, reproof, it makes it look like reproofing, like cautioning someone, right? Reproof. But that's not what it means. Reproof talks about a proof of authenticity. Do you understand? You know, it is a standard by which something can be tested. You understand that? When it says for reproof, it means it is a standard for testing something. 
So like you have fake and counterfeit. There's a standard that some that helps you determine that this one is correct. So it says that the scripture is for reproof. That's what it means by that. And then it says for for correction. All right. You want to correct yourself. You want to check yourself. Am I doing th things correctly? Say the scripture will help you. And for instruction in righteousness. All right. Then he says, now I don't want to forget what he's saying. This is like in Colossians chapter 3 when he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. All right. Because when it dwells in you richly, it becomes your light. You get a point now. It becomes your light. And there's a reason why it has to be your light. It is not so that when you meet the rest, you say, well, the right thing is for us. Say, so, hold on, guys. And stretch your hands and say, and expect you to divide. That's doing tradition. Are you getting the point? You have this scripture in you that Moses stretched his hand and the water divided. And you meet the water. So you stretch your hand. But Joshua didn't stretch his hand. Joshua got the elders to stand and the water divided. Am I correct? Elijah didn't get to have any elder to get. Amen. So he smote it and he divided. Jesus didn't want to. He walked on it. Same problem, different approaches. Amen. Amen. That's why I like to talk about revealing possibilities. There are other possibilities. And I believe it is my calling to show it. Amen. If others use a particular kind of structure to get things done, and it has become the tradition, okay, I would like to bring a new way of doing it. Glory to God. I don't need those structures. I just need the results. That's how I think. Amen? Amen. Well, to have a TV program, we need to, TV program, we need to set up partners who will be partnering with us. And then they give us money. We go. Who told you that? No. You just go and get it. Praise God. Maybe you can pay for it yourself. It's okay to pay for it. Amen. I mean, if you can trust God for partners, why don't you trust God for finances to pay it? Say me. I don't buy. I don't buy cars. I don't buy clothes. That's why I'm a man of God. They bring it to me. No, you can buy clothes too. It's okay to buy clothes. Amen. It's okay to buy your cars. Glory to God. It's fine. Doesn't stop anybody from giving you gifts. That's the right thinking. The other one is trying to dodge. You, you feel you can't do it, so you're dodging. Say, so as, I, as I build them, see, so God told me, say, these are your cars, these are your houses. They are not your houses, they are God's children. <laughs> That's what he told you. That's what you are thinking. <laughs> because it makes it easier. It makes it easier to teach them faith, teach them, and tell them, put it to work. So that when it works, why don't you put your own to work? <laughs> And become an example for them. <laughs> That's where it should be. <laughs> yeah. So you want them, you're calling them to come and give one one million. You put down your own five million on the on the on the altar. They know that this is a serious game. Say so we have to do this. David brought his own and say, You guys come. Glory to God. He wasn't there saying people should bring it, bring it, bring it, honor the Lord your God. No, he brought it. You asking him for, for one, one million, put down five million there. Yeah. Glory to God. 
And tell them, put down your own. I've done mine. Next week, I'm putting down another five million. And you come next week, you put down another five million. Say, who is joining me? <laughs> so it begins to make sense. That's the way I want us to think. That's the way I think. It doesn't make sense. So you store this word of God in you. It becomes your light. But it's not for you when you meet a Resi, you want, you want to find out how did Moses do? He strength is in soul. That's a problem. That's a problem. When they complain to Elisha, our water is our land is good, our water is bad, what did he do? He got a salt. He said, so when they say get me a salt. That's tradition. It's becoming a slave to other people's revelation. And that's not his idea. Look at his idea. He said, let, he said, um, this scripture is given for these purposes. One, let it be your principles for life. That's doctrine. And then reprove. Let it be your standard of measuring correctness. Do you understand? Is this idea right or is it wrong? He said, use the scriptures. Then number um, four, three, correction and instruction. Then he said, verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, maybe perfect is what I want to talk about because usually when the Bible talks about perfect, the Greek word is usually teleos, meaning to grow up. This time, he didn't say teleos. This time, he said atheos. And it means fresh. It means to receive real-time updates. You get the point? That's what he meant when he told David, you will hear a voice behind you telling you this is the way to go. Glory to God. That's what he meant. Real-time updates. That is the thing we don't have. The real-time update could be to shut yourself for three days and fast. Now that makes meaning. That's why I told you nothing's wrong with the fasting. Glory to God. God could talk to men of God as they're going to preach today fast. And he does, and miracles happen. Then he becomes a principle for, for the miraculous. So my dad, Dr. Jack, said, I eat. I eat very well. So when you eat well, you have strength. And then you come. He said, I come, I eat very well, I come out and wipe out the devils. So the devil won't say there's food. It's not when I say come, I say, no, there's food. There's food in your stomach, I'm not coming out. <laughs> you know, we make it look like that's what he would say. You say, come out, say, no, there's food in there. I can't come out, there's food in your stomach. <laughs> Glory to God. So that's, that's following traditions, following rituals. And we don't see results in them, but we go on and keep doing them. The idea is fellowship. The idea is fellowship. So he said that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thoroughly furnished, may be perfect. He may be updated, that the man of God may be updated. You get the point. Some of these rituals, many times, 
become a hindrance to the update. Because ever before you hear what he's saying, you already have your own solution. You already know that you should meditate. Glory to God. You already know. You are locked in in that your understanding. And that's a problem. Did you know that God is a God of mercy? Amen. Do you know he's a God of mercy? But do you know that a certain king pleaded for mercy? After Saul had saved him, Samuel the prophet showed up. And this man, thinking everything is over, now comes out. Samuel took a sword and slew him. Samuel is a man you don't joke with. He's a prophet. <laughs> a prophet soldier. He put that sword and the man was dead. The man was pleading for mercy. Yeah. Think about it. Hallelujah. But even in those days of the law, his mercy was still available. David, for one, had a revelation of his mercy in those days, and he lived by it. He did. He said, your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. He knew about the mercy of God. Wasn't there something called the mercy seat? There was there. Did all Israel experience it? No. So, the real thing is understanding that God's idea is fellowship. That way you can have real-time updates. I want to show you something book of Philemon chapter 3. It's Philippi. Philippi. Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to look at it from verse 1. Well, let's start from verse 2. Hmm. You already entered. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 2. Are you there? Beware of dogs. Did you hear that? For those who like dogs. Axonesis. The Bible says beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of concision. That's circumcision, okay? Concision there means to cut off, mutilation. So it's talking about circumcision. Those who are preaching the law, that's it. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinking that he had aware of that he might trust in the flesh, I am all. Now Paul begins to give you the ideas, the tools that people had faith in. Alright? You know, if you join, um, if you are in the frequent flyer program of a particular airline, all right, if you are there, one of the things you have is access to probably executive lounge at the airports. So you're coming, you're gonna have, um, um, you know, an, a, another flight. Maybe you're flying to, to, to um, you're flying to the US maybe, and you're going through London. So when you, when you arrive at the Heathrow or 
any other airport, while you're waiting for your flight, you can go to this special VIP lounge of maybe Qatar Airline or Lufthansa, you understand? And you can stay there, and there are lots of beautiful things that you can experience. They treat you like a VIP, and then you can even have a special uh, direct you know, check-in to the airplane while you're sitting there, you know, all of some beautiful stuff. So that's because you belong, you're a frequent flyer, all right? And your points have increased, have grown. You understand that? Okay. Now, so for that purpose, people might want to join that program, all right? You join a certain club like the Rotary. There are certain assets it gives you, you understand? You know, so in some churches, you're a partner, and there are certain privileges that you have. You get the point. So the privileges enables you, empowers you to have solutions that are not available to others. You understand this thing? Okay, so Paul is talking about something like that. He said, if any other man thinketh he has something to be proud of, say, I'm more. I'm circumcised the day of, of the stock of Israel. That means he is holy. You understand that? And because he's holy, he has access to certain solutions. That's what he's talking about. He's not an uncircumcised person. He's holy. Of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews. You never hear them say we are the owners of this land. You understand? Now, we, we own this place. So there's nothing you can do about it. Do you know who we are? We own this place. So Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, he said, I'm a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. He said, touching righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. Glory to God. So he had all the tools. He had all the tools. He had anointed oil. He had anointed water. You understand that? He had aprons, he had handkerchiefs, he had all of them. He had chaplets. Mm-hmm. He had chaplets. He had the, he wristbands. Come on. He has all of those things. He has holy mats. The one you used to clean your leg and remove all of the unrighteousness as you're entering your house. So when people also visit, they, you know, as they, as they match that place, all the unrighteousness leaves them before they enter into the holy place. <laughs> And if they have any, 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 any evil they are coming with, that place is cleansed there for the enter. So this place, we are very secure. Paul, Saul has all of those things. But look at it. And that's how you might have, you might have the relationship. See, relationship with the president, with ambassadors, with ministers. I have access to top managers and business people. You understand that? I do. You have a name that is respected. You might. I have the complimentary card of the president with a signature behind it. Anywhere I present it, they will let me enter. And those things could become a problem. What are your tools? And what lies your confidence? Your certificate? You know, that could be a problem. No, look at it. I'm a graduate. I shouldn't be doing this. And because of that, you could even become bitter and angry because you're a graduate. 
You might also not have those things and it becomes a limitation. Well, I only have OND. Yeah, so far I can go. Get the point? I'm carrying the Nigerian passport and it's just a problem. Paul said, for me, I have all of these things. But what things we are gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. He said, I lost faith in those tools. I lost faith in anointing oil. I lost faith in anointing water, in holy mats, in the holy, holy horn, amen, in wristband. I lost faith in special rings. I lost faith in chaplets. Amen. Amen. I lost faith in being a partner in the church, in being a church worker as a condition for working in the blessings of God. I lost faith in them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I lost faith in the things I didn't have, the things I feel I don't have. I don't know anybody. I don't have anybody. Oh, my God. I lost faith in them, too. Because that could be a problem. Oh, my goodness. You know, I remember some years in my life. And things were completely out of shape. All the foundations of the, of the, of the man's life was out of course. <laughs> and I was thinking of how do I move forward? How? My boys, so this was very, it was a baby then, scrolling. And I came back that day. And I said, in some people's case, they have uncles. Me, I don't even have. So I began to pray and I began to cry. I cried so much, and I got, got confused. And came and was trying to, he was touching his father. <laughs> Daddy is not doing this kind of needs us. <laughs> oh my God. It was such a moment. And I was crying. Because I counted that I didn't have. I didn't have any tools. I didn't have. And I was calling God to help me. And he did. Amen. You know, he said, that poor man cried. And the Lord did. That poor man. That man that had nothing. Glory to God. He cried. And the Lord did. And then that man said, oh Lord, that you bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. Let your hand be on me. And the Lord heard him. Ha! He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Glory to God. So, the hindrance we have sometimes is in the tools that we have put our faith in. Ideas have been promoted to us which we've accepted. And we now believe that those ideas determine what we can have and what we can have, who we can be, and who we can be. Certain conditions that have been established as necessary for attaining certain levels in life. He said, Yeah, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ, and being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, 
the righteousness which is of God by faith. Look at verse 10. That I may know him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Malikabaya. How much of him do you think you already know? Oh, glory to God. Maybe you think you've known him enough. You don't need to know again. This is Paul. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That power that brought him out of the grave. He said, I want to know that power. I want to have a revelation of it because you don't know that type by reading. Now look at it. His resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. <laughs> Glory to God. I want to know him, number one. I want to know the power that brought him out from the grave. And what? The fellowship of his suffering. How do you share fellowship in his suffering? It is by understanding the purpose, the spirit, the intention behind it, and agreeing, walking in unity with that purpose. Are you hearing me? This is a very big truth, and we don't need to miss it. As a fellowship of his suffering, and I don't care what anybody else may have said or may say about it. What it means is understanding, sharing in the understanding of the purpose behind his suffering. Glory to God. When you share in that understanding and you are driven by it, oh my goodness, then all of these things shall be added unto you. See, when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. That's what he's talking about. The fellowship of his suffering. What is the, why did he suffer? Why did he come? For what purpose? To what end? What is the spirit behind it? It's the spirit of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It was love to share in his in the in the fellowship of his suffering means functioning in love because that was the motivation, the spirit behind it. It was love. So now, every scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for all of the things we discussed. So, as we are discussing, all right, you can now use it and do reproof, test, mm -hmm. glory to God, check your principles, right? Check your principles and then instruct yourself in the life of righteousness. That is what I do. That is what I do, I'm telling you. You know something, let me tell you something that, that has been happening to me. Is this something I do already? Yes. But I think God is moving me to a, a greater consciousness of it. And it is an understanding that 
you don't that's what life is you don't um, try to get people to support you or adapt to you what I mean by that I have I write a book I'm trying to make money and I write a book that I want to sell that's a good thing right it's good to write a book or I start a business okay and then I start talking to the to people about this my business whether or not it's going to help them they have to buy this book even if I meet someone who I know doesn't need that book I say you need it <laughs> you understand that good so more and more the more I try to pursue certain things the more I find God calling my attention to the fact that's not how to approach things find out what they need and bring a solution to it because the other approach sadly is what the nations of the world do they want money the motivation is money fame or the lust of the flesh which i'm sure all of you understand what it's about the motivation is money fame or the lust of the flesh you get the point that's the motivation why he started that's why he wants to be a celebrity nothing's wrong with being a celebrity but this is the reason that's why he wants to be an author money lust of the of the flesh and fame popularity he becomes popular that's why he wants to be on tv that's why all of the arguments he's making in the proposal is lying. He's lying. Do you understand that? He's lying. That's why this is important. Listen. That's why he wants the job. All of the I will work very hard to promote the whatever in this company is a lie. He's lying. That's not why he wants it. Are you hearing me? Ask yourself, is that what you do too? Are you in that club? The all scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that can help you do is to check yourself. Is that your motivation too? That might be one of the problems. And you don't even know it. Why do you want to start the business? Why do you want to start it? Why do you want the job? If it is money, lust of the flesh or fame, you are seeking it the way the nations do. And you are functioning under a curse sadly and now that's why you see that you're getting the results everyone else is getting hallelujah when the idea is divine whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world it overcomes every system are you hearing me because this thing that is born of God who is love against it Against this application for employment, against this business proposal, are you hearing me? Against this visit to the White House, there is no law. All of the protocols are relaxed when you show up. Are you hearing me? This particular proposal will not end up in a dustbin. No! If they ever put it there, the CEO decide to go and throw the dustbin away that day. And he will find it right there. He said, what a nice proposal. Who wrote this? 
I'm telling you. Because, because against that, against love, there is no law. They can't say no, you are supposed to bring it in an A5 sheet. You brought it in A4, therefore, no, against love, there is no law. Are you hearing me? But against the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, all of the laws hold. Are you hearing me? All of the protocols must be observed, with no exception. Manda Kabayahusha. Isn't this what happens to us, brothers and sisters? Don't you think you've experienced this sometime in your life too? You must have. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when I want to do something, I find a check within me. You know, because I, 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 I'm trying to balance in this dimension. All right? Uh, the more I balance that dimension, it becomes a, it becomes a natural thing. It never happens any other way. You know, don't joke with Satan. Are you hearing me? Don't joke with Satan. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. Am I correct? Yes, Satan came to him and said, Hey, bow to me and I will give you faith. That was the deal. He said, look at all of the nations that were in their glory. I will give you dominion over them. All you need is bow to me. We know certain lines. We know he didn't mean it. Because he really can't. <laughs> and that's what didn't work. He said, Jesus, I put it to you that you are not the son of God. That's what he told him. Because if you are the son of God, turn the stones into bread. In other words, you are not. If you are, prove it. That's what he said. So if Satan brought ideas that will promote the lust of the eyes, are you hearing me? That is pride. The lust of the flesh, you know what it is? And what? Pride of life. If Satan brought them to Jesus, he brought them to you. Every idea that comes doesn't come from God. The word of God made it clear to us in Colossians chapter 2 that ideas come from Satan, God, and principles that have been established in the world. Tradition. And he said, if you get your ideas following tradition or from Satan, he said, you have been spoiled. You've been, you've been taken captive in war. That's what he said. For in Christ, he said, dwelleth all the fullness, all the riches, of wisdom. So fire and gnosis. Science. How to do what to do. How to find a job. He said, how to do it is in Christ. That's what he said. But if your ideas are motivated by me too. Me too means Angelica has gotten a job with Shell. We graduated the same year. I came too. Angie, how did, you, how did you do? Who did you talk to? You are following tradition. Are you getting this? That's what they're doing. You didn't know that. You are getting your counsel from Angelica. But his idea is that the man of God may be updated. Fresh. That's his idea. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Does this make sense to you? 
If it does make sense, then we're going to pray. Glory to God. That I may know him. That I may know him. The power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering. The reason he suffered. Why did he suffer? What was the purpose in his pain? I want to share in that purpose. I want to share in that because adversity comes to all men. Glory to God. But let there be a purpose, a divine purpose in your own adversity. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. You know, all men face challenges. Do you know that? Every man does. The difference is response. Successful people respond from a position of strength based on knowledge. The rest of the folks respond from a position of weakness based on ignorance. If they will gain knowledge, they will gain strength. They will respond from a position of strength and they will have the results successful people have. It's that simple. And when they notice they can do it, they now start thinking, Lord, I need that mountain that is filled with trouble. That's the one I want. Glory to God. That's the one I want. You know, in those days, let me tell you this. In those days in America, if you're a, 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 an African-American, because African-Americans are not black people. There, there's no black man anyway. If you are an African-American and you are sitting in a bus and a white American walks in and there is no seat left. You are obligated by law to give up your seat for him. You have to do that. You will stand and you will sit. Then. You understand that? And this continued until one day. This group were in the bus going. And a white man entered. And there was no seat left. A certain woman called Rosa Parks was seated and she knew what to do she knew the right thing and that right thing was that today she will not stand up this white man will stand that because the beginning of what you call the civil rights movement in america this civil rights movement has been ongoing it's a fight for freedom it's a fight against evil a fight against darkness are you hearing me? In the course of this fight, there are men who have laid down their lives for it. People like Martin Luther King were motivated by Rosa Parks' action. Martin Luther King didn't start the, the, the civil rights movement. He was motivated by what this, this woman did. For many days, it came to the point that there was a boy, a, a boss boycott. African Americans say we won't end their bus, we'll be walking. No one will enter bus to demonstrate our dissatisfaction with this evil. We have to stand for something. The fellowship of his suffering. You see, when you see us taking stand against something, we are accessing, you know, the problem I have with church folks is that the only empowerment they think they have 
is to say, Jesus loves you. Repent and give your heart to Christ so you'll go to heaven. That is what they are taking the assignment. Beyond that is philanthropy. That villager is not what let's go and put more home. Listen. That's a tiny part of it. That's a tiny part of it. There is something deeper that folks are not getting. Paul said, God wants all men to be saved. Number one. But he also wanted to come to the knowledge of him. That means experiential. He wanted to see God in their experience. He wanted to see light and light in their everyday experience. Are you hearing me? That's what he wants. Tell me if that's what's happening today. Well, to some extent. There's still a lot of work to be done. So that was it. Martin Luther King then joined in that crusade. Eventually he laid his life because of it. That's why he was killed. The world we live in today, we are walking on the blood of people that saw a greater value for their lives and refused to be selfish against difficulties, against deprivation, against evil. They stood for something. This is our day. There comes sometimes upon a generation the demand of destiny to be great. Are you hearing me? To change the lives of their kinsmen and to make a difference. It is unto us that this demand of destiny has come. Are you hearing me? It is unto us. Let us identify with the purpose of his suffering. That's what it means, the fellowship of his suffering. And let us stand for something today. The righteous is perishing and no one pays attention. No one says I can dare something worthy. Plan to talk about these ones today, but I'm talking about it all the same. Meaning, you are supposed to hear it and upgrade your dreams. Are you hearing me? What is your dream like? When I talk about somebody becoming the governor of the state, you turn your face the other side. What is the matter with you? Who is going to be? So it's for them. Who are them? Who are they? Say, no, 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 you can't get into those things. Didn't you hear that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadnego turned Babylon upside down in one day? Didn't you hear that? What will you do in your day? That's a question. And you must answer that question. Answer it while you're on earth, so that when you meet Jesus Christ, you won't have to answer the question before him. Are you hearing me? I say that question demands an answer. I'm giving you the chance. God is giving you the chance today to answer it where you can do something about it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to pray now.